0: and we are live hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the frankly speaking on fridays podcast i am your host frank Pador. and hey it is 5 1 p.m eastern time on november 5th 2021 this is episode 9 of the frankly speaking on fridays podcast hello welcome and guess what we did it again for nine weeks in a row, maybe eight. We have done it. We've gone through another week. It is Friday. It is Friday, TGI Friday. So guess what? We celebrate again. We are here together. We are living life simultaneously, accomplishing things, thinking things, imagining, striving, uh, uh, sometimes failing. But that's a part of life, and that's okay. Did you make a couple of boo-boos this week? If you did, that's okay. I did too. But here we are, still breathing, still learning, still persevering, and reaching closer and closer to our goals. One step, one day, one breath at a time. And you know what? That's important. Good for you. You made those mistakes? Great. Embrace those mistakes, learn from them, and strive forward better than ever before. That is what life is all about. And you can do it. As can I. We're in this together, this this weird fight which we call life. We're here, and we're together, and we're gonna do it. We're We're gonna do it. Anyway that's enough of the prep. But yes, another week has come and gone. Another week of tales and adventures. And I will tell you all about mine after I take this shot of commemoration for you, for me, for the episode 9 of the FSOF podcast, and in general. Why not? So, I'm going to grab this. Here's to you, here's to me, and here's to our further success of life. Oh, cheap-ass vodka. All right, so let me get you up to date, which uh, involves me talking about my past week. Which, um, luckily, there was no dog. Uh, the, the, the podcast should be a little more up uh, this week. There was no dog dragging. There was no death, thankfully, within this week. But what did happen, and I'm not sure if I shared it or not, because I've been streaming so much this past week, uh, I, I kind of forget what I actually say on the podcast or what I say on stream. So if I'm repeating myself from last week, apologies, but it's just for me to be able to be like, yes, I did say this on the podcast, not on a stream. So for the podcast, yes, I am now officially licensed. Shellbeast is also officially licensed now for our new job, which is fantastic. This past week, we have been learning about the programs and the tools which we'll be using in order to sell our very fine and protective products to people within our state. And if you don't know, this podcast is based out of the state of Indiana in the United States. So, for all you international listeners who have been listening over in Dublin, over in London, and I just saw a couple days ago, I have a new listener coming from Moscow. I don't know what you're going to (laughs) learn, unfortunately, but thank you for listening and being a part of the FSOF podcast. But yeah, we've been learning and doing a bunch of that. We've been doing a bunch of Zoom meetings. We've been streaming quite a bit. In fact, we've. Uh, I'm, I'm looking through my activity feed right now, and my goodness, uh, within the past 15 days, my streams have been rated three times now, and my current follower count is at 36, which is nuts for me to think about. So, if you rated, if you have followed, fantastic, and thank you so much. It has been exhilarating to watch that number go up. And it's been fun. We've played a lot of games. Finally went through Portal 1 and 2, which is fantastic. Never played it before until now. Awesome. We've gone through Dead Space. Fantastic. Also, the Shell Beast Rebloodening Bloodborne Challenge will be taking place next Saturday, the 13th at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. If you're able to join for that fun shenanigans, please do. It'll be good. We'll enjoy ourselves. But that's basically the week uh, that's all we've really been doing I've also been actually for myself uh it has come to recent attention and just a reminder that uh, I have an acoustic guitar and I have it out actually years ago I've been I took up guitar lessons and I had to give it up because money was tight when I was younger at that specific time. And I was taking weekly guitar and French horn lessons because I'm a musician. And my mother said to me, hey, you got to pick one. So I picked French horn. And obviously I have my master's degree in music performance. But um, I have my acoustic out and it's just hanging out in my studio. And every so often I, I just, I strum on it. And I've been familiarizing myself with scale patterns and this and that. So that has been a lot of fun. Re-exploring my musical roots. And it's actually something that I talked about with my therapist this last week as well. Uh, My past sessions with him, we've been doing like a lot of nostalgic stuff. Uh, The past stream or two that we had, we talked about theater and our time in theater and regardless of our job being in the pit being on top being behind the scenes we've been talking about theater and it's been nostalgic for me picking up the guitar and just strumming through the very little which I remember from my lessons but um talking about theater and being musical again despite how limited it may be it's it's kind of rejuvenated a part of me and that part specifically being the part being that yes, I have this job. Yes, it can be extremely lucrative and yes, I could do it almost literally for the rest of my life and I would be fine. That is a reality. However, despite the, safety of such a thing that is not where my passion lies and uh, talking about theater and picking up the guitar and miss playing my french horn i need to i need to have my mouthpiece on my desk again so i can just buzz freely whenever i want to Uh, but it just it reminded me of where my true passion lies what i want to do with myself and what would make me happy and while selling, you know, protective insurance for families and individuals is a noble pursuit, without a doubt, that is great to be able to provide that safety blanket, those, those policies for your mortgage, for your life, for your health. Absolutely noble. However, it deep down, it would satisfy my financial needs, but it would not satisfy my creativeness, uh, my want to create, my want to expand my mind through music and expand my mind through acting and voice acting and narration. Uh, So this is still to me uh, a very good temporary means, without a doubt. But it won't fully satisfy What I want to do with my life. And I think that is something that we all can relate to. We all have these temporary jobs. But it is something where we should not get bogged down with it. And become too comfortable with it. We still need that edge of mystery and want within our lives and a perfect example of that and i'm sure i've said this before i'll say it again because again i just i don't know if i've ever said it on the podcast or on a stream and considering how much more i stream than do the podcast again apologies if i'm just repeating myself but my brother uh broism he graduated with two bachelor degrees He moved back to our hometown, back in Illinois, and he had a temporary job where he was just going to work that, and then he was going to go and study and do this. He wants to go to law school. He wants to move to the east side of the United States in order to go to law uh, school, pass his bar, and be a lawyer. Noble profession. Do it. By all means. And most of you do not know my brother. I know my brother. I would hope so. Once that man puts his mind to something, he does it. And he succeeds without a doubt. It is scary at times. Especially when he's trying to prove someone wrong. Oh my god. (laughs) The feats that man has done. But um... He took that job. And it was at a local pub. A very successful local pub. And... Time has a funny thing. Of just slipping through your fingers and seven years later he was still working there making good money easy work but he was comfortable and that was the problem he lost sight of his goals and his ambitions and it wasn't until the pandemic hit and he lost his job that he realized I was in a rut I became too comfortable Bagging $300 in tips a night. So, he's. He reignited his wants in life, and he's pursuing them now. So, while this job is great and fruitful, and I look forward to getting into it, making those calls, and protecting people, I cannot forget what I actually want to do for myself and with myself and that is pursuing my my voice that is pursuing voice acting and narration and still keeping alive the musical ambition which is within myself whether it be through guitar while I relearn that or of course with my French horn who is my musical love and forever will be I cannot forget that, and I cannot lose track of that. And I hope that you, my dear listener, will not do the same. Evaluate yourself right now. My high school theater director, uh, during before our last show of Susical the Musical, I was the Grinch. He stood up on the table in the cafeteria. He got all of our attention. And he said, you know, the usual, I am so proud of this production of all of you, of all the hard work of all of this and all of that. But the thing that he said that I still take away with me to this day is that he said, and I'm paraphrasing because this was well over a decade ago now. He said to us, every so often within your life, I want you to stop. I want you to go outside Go somewhere secluded. And I want you to think about where you've come. What have you done? What accomplishments have you made? What has led you to this exact point of life where you are? And I want you to think about if you're happy. I want you to analyze and think, yes, I'm here. But what more can I do for myself? What can I do? To make me happier. And that's what I've had to do lately. Talking about the nostalgia. The music. The theater. I've come to this point in my life. Where I'm licensed. In something that I've never done before. And I'm happy to be licensed. And to be able to pursue this, this career. But I cannot lose sight. Of what I truly want to do. Nor should you. My dear listener, please do what you have to do in order to survive. That's what we all have to do. But don't lose sight of what makes you happy. If you want to lift and, you know, compete in body competitions, do it on the side. Do it. You want to be that author? You want to try and find that motivation? Read. Write something. Even if it's a paragraph a day. It's something. A paragraph a week. Digest. Analyze. Get back to it. You want to be a musician. Great. Practice. 15 minutes. Warm up. Buzz on your mouthpiece. Crow with your oboe. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Whatever makes you happy. Do it. Life is too short not to do what makes you happy. I'll be turning 30 and two and a half months now but that's not going to stop me that is just a number that is just a rotation actually I'm going to look up when my birthday is because i will be really interested oh nope, so close my birthday uh, next year is on a Wednesday I was about to say, is my birthday going to be on a Friday am I going to have to do a birthday podcast not this year not this year. And if I were to do that, I would have people on here. I would absolutely have a room full of people on this podcast. And we'll just shoot the shit. Talk about nothing and everything. Who knows, maybe I'll still do that on the 28th. Anyway. Yes, my birthday is January 26th. I'll be 30. Don't worry. Anyway, uh, that's enough ranting about that. I'm so sorry. I went on a tangent. That's kind of the point of this podcast for me, isn't it? Anyway, I want to talk about three things in particular. Uh, I, again, I believe I said this on stream, but I have not said it on the podcast. I found an article of something truly immense and accomplishing, I feel. I found it on Polygon.com. Uh, and as always, I will provide the links if you're live with me. Shabam, if you wish to read along or what have you, if you're able to, however, this is entitled and written by a Michael McWurtor Sorry if I butchered your name. Streamer pulls off five game, no hit Soulsborne run right before Sekiro launch. All oh, right, before Sekiro, Ooh. Uh, but he actually came back to this. So, um... It says Twitch streamer The Happy Hob has been trying to complete a no-hit back-to-back run of all five Soulsborne games, Bloodborne, Dark Souls 1 through 3, and Demon Souls for months. He finally pulled it off this week after a nearly 18-hour playthrough of those five games, a feat he's been calling the God Run. Uh, I'm going to skip that. Early Thursday morning, This was written March of 2019, so uh, I can assure you that his god run 2, he did. Uh, Early Thursday morning, Hobb completed the 5-game run by beating the Soulsborne games in this order. Bloodborne, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls Demon Souls, Dark Souls 3. After beating the final game's last boss soul of Cinder, Hobb screamed, Soulsborne no-hit run, we did it. Uh, of course, Securo launch and blah blah blah. Yeah, I can actually confirm this is an older article. He went back and did his God Run two, which included Securo, and he did it. Um. Yeah, he beat all six Soulsborne games back to back, no hit. So if you want to watch the happy hob. Uh, please do so. I know he has a Twitch account. Obviously, he streams. So, holy crap. I cannot imagine doing a no-hit run on any of the Miyazaki games, let alone back-to-back live. One hit on any of those games, he starts over again. So, no kidding that it took him, what was it, over a year? Uh... Yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. So, good for him. And I say good for him, I know that sounds super fucking nerdy. And I, (laughs) I understand that. But, uh, god. That's, that's impressive. I'm just curious if it was, like, any percent. Like, he just had to beat the games without getting hit, right? Did he have to kill all the bosses, or was he, like, clipping through and doing this and that, uh, exploiting the games where a lot of speedrunners do. I honestly have no idea. But I figured I'd share that with you, making sure that it was on the podcast rather than just the stream. So isn't that amazing? So uh, there's that article. Here's a very sad article, uh, which I told my roommate Shell Beast about. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to post it until I get done reading it because this sucks. This sucks majorly. Uh, So it is on IGN.com. It was published uh, November 3rd, so two days ago. It was updated yesterday at 6.15pm. It doesn't specify. This is written by a... Uh, Taylor Lyles. And it writes. It's been over a year since NVIDIA released its RTX 30 series line of graphic cards. But But if you have been keeping up with the news, you'll probably know it is pretty difficult to buy one of these GPUs right now. With the demand high and supply short, one individual has taken to committing a crime just to obtain these desirable graphic cards. In a new thread on the EVGA forums, product manager Jacob Freeman announced that on October 29th, a shipment of EVGA Geoforce RTX 30 series GPUs was stolen from a truck on its way to the company's South California distribution center. Quote, These graphic cards are in high demand freeman notes in a in the forum post and each has an estimated retail value starting at $329.99 up to $1,959.99 msrp evga tells ign that it's not comment Uh, that it can't comment on the matter as it's an ongoing investigation although Freeman did not mention exactly how many graphic cards were stolen the post did warn the perpetrator perpetrators what federal and state laws they were violating noted it will not honor any warranty or upgrade claims on anyone who tries to register one of the stolen GPUs, presumably because EVGA expects these graphic cards to enter the black market soon. As graphic cards become more and more desirable for their power and second utility in crypto mining GPU makers have had to work extra hard to combat shortages. Unfortunately, desperate times may have driven one individual to desperate measures. EVGA is encouraging anyone that may have any information related to the stolen products to email them at stoprtx30theft at evga.com. It has now come to the point where people are heisting and stealing truckloads of graphic cards, which sucks for us. Yeah, I've have found on Newegg and Micro Center. Yeah, these things are available, but at eye gouging prices. I, I'll I'll go to them right now. I'll go to them right now. I'll show you, or at least I'll I'll say them to you. It's still recent within my search. So, a, uh, going to Newegg right now. Geoforce RTX 3090 Eagle OC 24 gigabyte video card is $2,786.27. The... Asus ROG Strix GeoForce RTX 3090 24GB GDDR6X PSI Express 4.1 SLI Support Video Guard is $3,345.17. Supply is so short that these prices are astronomical. My current setup that I have, my three monitors, my 2080 Super, my Ryzen 9, and I only have 32 gigs set up right now. Uh, My entire setup is three grand. The prices right now is more than my current setup for these graphic cards. People are stealing them now. Stealing them by the truckload. Going to the black market. There you go if you wish to read the article. Going to the black market in order to purchase these for crypto mining and God only knows whatever else. But God only knows then how much they're going to be on the black market. Probably four to five grand. So, that sucks for us. It prolongs us from being able to make our own PCs to being able to do what we want to do and what we wish to do. I was fortunate at the time when I did make up my PC. And it sucks that it was before the RTX 30 series came out, but you know what? I built a pretty damn good computer. I still think it's within, what, the top 10%? Like, running? So, damn. Damn. So yeah, I'm so sorry to all of those who are wanting and striving to make their own computer. But, I mean, we have the shortage, and if crime sprees such as this are going to happen, then... God, that sucks. That majorly sucks. Uh... And I know that these things became popular... And building computers and PCs and whatnot became more popular as a result of the pandemic, but oh my god We need to figure the shortage out. I have no idea uh, Specifically as to what where and why this has happened, but Please figure it out. Please Complete whatever contract that you need to in order to get it and get more ships going. I don't know, but damn And the shortage, for the love of God, for all of us. Because if crimes are going to be committed, God only knows how... um, God only knows if lives will now be at risk for the sake of graphic cards, for the sake of computer components. I understand that murder has been committed for lesser reasons, but let's not add another reason. Fix it. For the love of God, fix it. It's not worth someone's life. And, uh, and no no doubt these people are gonna be caught. It was hap it happened within the United States. And we all know that uh, <laughs> we all know that um EVGA is a powerful company and God only knows that they can throw money around if they want to. So whoever you people are who stole those graphic cards Oh boy, uh, I hope you are able to duck your head in for the rest of your life, because, eep, you're, uh, yeah, you're gonna, you'll be caught eventually. Hell, they're uncovering and figuring out murders from 18 years ago, at 18 years plus ago. You think a recent event for a bunch of stolen computer parts is gonna go, you know, without any consequence? No, I I truly don't think so. So, best of luck to you, but uh, your time is running out. So, I have another article here. Last one I'm going to read, uh, and it's, it's a little touchy. And I say that because, if you know me, and I know me, I'm not someone who is in the know, quote-unquote. When things become popular... I generally don't pay attention because things that become popular overnight bother me extensively. Like to the point where I don't care about it, I don't want to hear about it and I want nothing to do with it. So some examples while growing up, uh I remember I don't I don't even know, it was like middle school maybe for me, middle school, early high school and I remember going to bed one night, everything was fine, everything was great and dandy. And I wake up the next morning, I go to school, and for some reason, everyone is talking about Justin Bieber. Who the hell is Justin Bieber and why the fuck should I care? But everyone's talking about Justin Bieber and his music, just out of nowhere, news, People are talking about Justin Bieber, how he exploded onto the charts. This and that. And then, of course, I listened to his song, his popular song, Baby. This is stupid. He is talentless. Why did he somehow overnight become everyone's favorite musician? He's not even that good looking. Maybe when he was younger and a, and a teenager. Have you seen him lately? My god, success has ruined him. Same thing with, um, although this one's a little more entertaining. Same thing, except it was high school. I know it was high school. Go to bed. Everything is fine. Wake up the next morning. Rebecca Black is everywhere with her famous national hit, Friday. But guess what? It wasn't famous. It wasn't national. It sucked, and it was the most hated song that came out. As well as her, because I think she was making fun of, I don't know, like, uh, ugly girls or fat girls. or She was making fun of someone, uh, some group of people, uh, because of her overnight success, but fuck her. And then I actually think she came out with another song called Saturday. Equally as stupid and then of course same thing like uh Gangnam Style just came out and That was an overnight success uh, God K-pop Overnight like America got inundated with K-pop. I don't know who the fuck they are some boy band But I hate overnight successes. I really do and It it bothers me to no extent and i hope to god that i never have an overnight success type of thing because that would be stupid and i would sound hypocritical and honestly i wouldn't like it either because literally it just it's exactly that one day everything is fine everything is normal i'm within my routine everything's cool and then overnight my phone's blowing up people are talking about me people are following me by the thousands i wouldn't like that i wouldn't be comfortable with that whatsoever i would rather have gradual success than overnight because it's way too much to adapt to too quickly people like these people are going on uh you know they're going on talk shows to talk about yeah so here's this one thing that you did how about that and now here you are yeah my one thing which will be over in a week or two that's that's not a good foundation. Yeah, you can reap the money and buy the millions and walk. But do you, do you really want your life to be known for that one song, that three to four minute song? I, I wouldn't. Where are they now? Justin Bieber, we know, is doing whatever the fuck he is. But where? Whatever happened to Rebecca Black? Where is she now? What did all that do for her? Other than just to be ridiculed online. And be hated amongst thousands of people who don't even know her. Anyway, why do I say all this? So I'll tell you why. Because something exactly like those artists. Artists, quote-unquote. Something else came overnight to me. And everyone else blowing up on the internet, making all these memes, this and that. And it's the Netflix show called Squid Game. I don't know what it is. I know it's like some sort of, like I don't know, like a Korean-based survivor show. Uh, But that's it. That's all I know about it. And because it blew up overnight, I'm not going to watch it. I don't care for it. It became overly popular probably not for its own sake and for its own good like it's understandable for some of these shows to blow up overnight like the walking dead it was a very successful comic book series the fact that they turned it into a television adaptation makes sense why people were fawning and going over it game of thrones successful uh novel series the fact that they turned it into a, a uh you know a, a television series. Cool. Great. Makes sense. Has a huge following and has an even more uh, has a larger following now that it was adapted to television shows. That all makes sense just because it came beforehand. And I understand that this writer for the Squid Game he like was he came up with it like I don't know, like uh he's been trying to pitch it to different television series and this and that for like a decade or something and it was continuously rejected until netflix picked it up they did it and now overnight success yeah but not for everyone i found an article uh that i've been seeing pop up uh, on different platforms of someone who is actually suffering as a result of squidgate <laughs> And I found this article on Kotaku, our friendly, familiar gaming Twitch streaming source, Kotaku. And of course, as always, here is the article for the chat. Shabamshk. I'm going to read this. And uh, I think it's... Well, I'll... I'll tell you what I think after I read it. So it is called Netflix's Squid Game is Accidentally Making One Twitch Streamer's Life Way Harder. Lydia Squid Game Ellery said she's considering changing her handle. Something written by a Jeremy Winslow as of yesterday. It writes, Netflix's Squid Game is a popular show, having been watched by some 142 million households worldwide since it hit the streaming service on September 17th of 2021. Unfortunately for Twitch streamer Lydia Squid Game Ellery, the username and brand she's built for the past decade is in jeopardy due to a perceived association with the show. Now it's costing her work. In a BBC report, Ellery said that because her her online handle Squid Game on Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube, Squid Gaming on Twitter, is the same as the name of Netflix's Korean survival drama, she's been flooded with hateful messages. People have also tried hacking her accounts due to this association, all for a handle she picked because it was just a silly name. Quote, I started getting abusive messages from people, Ellery told the BBC. People were getting angry with me because they were mega fans and thought I took the account from the show. I had to turn off notifications on my Instagram because it, it was just constant. My phone has been flooded. End quote. As a result of this perceived association with the violent show, Ellery tweeted earlier this week. She's not only considering changing her handle, but she's also losing work opportunities because people don't want to employ her now. They have a picture of her tweet, which says, Looks like I might have to change my handle after all. I've lost two amazing presenting opportunities because people don't want to hire me with my squid game handle. This is really getting me down now. End quote. We've reached out to Ellery for comment and we'll update if we hear back. One example of harassment Ellery has received came towards the end of October in which she tweeted a screenshot of a direct message. In the photo, some user called her a hack for not being the real Squid Game account before immediately giving her a sexually derogatory compliment. It's worth noting that according to BBC, Squid Game doesn't have any dedicated accounts and is instead promoting through Netflix's channels. Her Instagram was also banned for a minute due to reports of her impersonating the show, though it was reinstated at the beginning of October. While Squid Game is a recent series that just came out a little over a month ago, Squid Game-Squid Gaming has been around since at least 2010. Ellery built her brand off this handle, garnering nearly 45,000 followers on Twitch and joining Bristol-based entertainment company the Yogg's cast in 2018, that her entire business is being disrupted because an association with a show that doesn't actually exist is a real bummer that I hope subsides. That is the end of the article. Holy crap, that sucks. And it's, that's the other thing is that with these overnight successes, the fan base is rabid and massive. To the point of acts such as this being inundated with hate message on all of your platforms just because you existed before something else was popular was popular like if does that mean that somewhere down the line if there was a hulu show that came out that was fapism because I have already branded myself as Fapism and Fapism plays that I will receive such scrutiny because of idiot diehard fans. that's not fair. I feel so bad for uh Lydia oh excuse me so like I'm tied here. Like, I understand, you know, the the efforts that were made of this writer for Squid Game, and for it to become a success, you know, good, congrats on you, you worked hard, you actually made it happen, but Netflix has to do something uh, in order to lessen the burden for this poor woman. Who's been working as hard as any other streamer. As any other content creator. In order to make this success. 45,000 followers on Twitch. Damn girl. Good for you. Keep it going. But for her to have to change. Her literal online identity. Because of the success of something that is less. Than two months old. That is shitty. Beyond all belief. And I can only hope that. That it somehow gets resolved. That Netflix sees that this branded person was here beforehand, before the success of this show. And that they'll do the right thing. But of course, I say that and in the back of my mind, immediately, my thoughts went to, well, you know, they're not going to because it's Netflix, because they're making so much money off of Squid Game, because of its success, and I'm sure they're going to have some sort of merchandise and everything else coming out for it because of its success, that they're not going to help this woman out to lessen the harassment that this woman is facing. Um, let me see something. Have they done anything for? No. They they haven't even posted anything any response uh to to uh this, this poor woman. And I doubt that they will. And if they do, it's going to be some sort of PR bullshit of, oh, we are understanding the situation, we're doing everything within our power in order to resolve this, when you know that they're not. And that's the unfortunate thing. I have no idea what Squid Game is about. Honestly, it sounds like a Korean rendition of The Hunger Games. Maybe, I, maybe it is, maybe it's not. I have no idea. Again, I'm not going to watch it, because I don't care. Overnight success, and I hate that shit. So, I hope, I hope something happens. I hope something helps. Uh, I hope Netflix at least is aware of the situation. Like, I can only imagine that uh, Lydia has reached and contacted Netflix in some way to be like, Hey, this is happening. Your squid game is fucking over my handle, which I've been around years more than your show do something about it. I hope that with her success that she has, that she has money in order to be able to afford a lawyer, because I'm sure it's going to boil down to that. It's going to have to go down to court. I hope it doesn't. Uh, but that's the only way that I can somehow see this going in her favor, is is doing that. Uh, but yeah, honestly, you you tell me. What do you think about this? What do you think about Squid Games? Have you watched Squid Games? Can you tell me anything about it? Like, is it actually like The Hunger Games? Because it's a Survivor horror, whatever. Yeah, that's that's. It sounds like Hunger Games to me. So why would I watch a Korean rendition of The Hunger Games? Is is there any purpose? Like, are the characters actually worthwhile watching? And even so. If I were to watch it, now I'm just going to be thinking of, hey, I'm watching this, so I may be supporting the Squid Game, and if I'm supporting the Squid Game, then a fellow streamer is just getting ignored and stomped on even more. So I have no idea. <clears throat> I really have no idea. <sighs> Yeah, okay, hold on, wait. People ask, why is Squid Game so popular all of a sudden? What is it same? Um... <clears throat> another reason Squid Game has become such a worldwide phenomenon is its accessibility. The show is filmed in Korea, but Netflix offers subtitles in 37 languages and dubs in 34 languages, allowing those who would rather not read subtitles to enjoy it too. So they went... They did everything. They went and pulled out all the stops... To make sure that this could be viewed and watched in any way, shape, or form. So that means that when whoever the author was who pitched Squid Game to Netflix, they must have just really supported it 100% right out of the gate. Maybe they sympathized for the man because he kept getting rejected so many times. oh, maybe Netflix rejected him beforehand and then he came back It's like, "Hey, are, are you sure?" And they're like, oh, I guess we'll take it oh, I guess so And you know what here's all this production money and translations and dubs and blah blah, blah 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 blah. Netflix has that type of money to push. remember when Netflix first began when they had those little envelopes that they would send to you in the mail and then you would watch your shit. And then send it back. Do you remember that? Now look at them. They're a huge conglomeration. And it's actually because of Netflix that everyone else started doing the exact same thing. I don't think Hulu would have existed if Netflix didn't pave the way to online streaming. And then once they started doing their Netflix originals, whenever any streaming service does an original, you know that they have such access of money that they can just create their own shit. With killer cast, too. Like, the, uh, as far as Netflix goes, I've watched, you know, the Netflix Marvel series. I've watched all of them. They're great. They have a great cast. I've watched Bojack Horseman. It's great. They have a great cast. Because they have that money now. So because they have that money, because they are interested in their own involvements and investments, and God only knows how much of an investment Squid Game was, just for the sake of subtitles in 37 languages and 34 languages being dubbed, you have to do not only the translations and post all of that, but then you also have to have the cast for those dubs in every, every single one of those 34 languages, record it, edit it accordingly, and then post it. That is nuts. That is a lot of money. Um, it's just a show about people strapped for cash, uh, cash playing tempting children's games. They're high stake prizes and challenges that are deadly. Honestly, doesn't make sense to me. Says so Beast in the chat. So, are people bored? <laughs> is that the thing? Again, at least Hunger Games was a book first. That makes sense. Movie adaptation of novels have been happening for decades now. That makes sense. Uh, I just... I'm ranting about it just because I feel so bad for Lydia. I really do. I... The poor woman. I hope this turns out in her favor. And I know, like, I feel like I want to do something or say something, but I hold no power. I hold no... Social media grounds no following that would be able to stamp right behind me banging on Netflix's virtual door uh, with a rampart Demanding justice. She has a better chance with her 45,000 follows and that's just on Twitch alone What about her YouTube? What about her Twitter, etc, etc? And I'm sure she's in contact with other streamers who are just as if not more popular than her who will back her so yeah i uh I, I'm at a loss. I truly hope that something can can happen for her. And again, I'm going to be ignorant and I'm not going to watch it because just based on what Shellbeast has has put in the chat, people being strapped for cash playing tempting children's games that are high-stick high prizes and deadly challenges and challenges that are deadly. Like I could watch Saw the entire series of saw and that's not even people being strapped for cash It's people being abducted and experimented on just to see how far they'll go to save others or themselves of much sinister and deadly contraptions and situations i would rather watch what was it a cube or the cube where people are abducted and thrown into these elaborate staked death chambers, one after another, having to throw out boots into the chamber in order to activate the traps first so that they can try and find an escape. I would rather watch... Hell, I would rather watch the human centipede than the squid game. The human centipede is, I don't know, is about some, like, mad doctor wanting to make a human centipede. It's gory, it's horrific, it... Probably shouldn't have been made, but you know what? There's three movies of them. And the first two movies advocate that it is 100% medically possible, which is scary to think about. So I would rather go on a gore fest supporting independent and at times major cinematic production teams and actors and actresses than something which was an overnight success that just got flooded with money, which is now ruining someone. That's not right for her to have to change her name because of a popular Netflix show. It's also not right of the fans to be lashing out on her because they mistaken the fact that this prob this has these handles have existed before this show. If you want an official, you know, squid game. Uh, a following on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, whatever, talk to Netflix. Don't harass her. Don't berate her. She doesn't deserve it. Yeah, copyright your name. Absolutely. God, does that mean that I have to do the same for fapism? God, maybe I do. Maybe I do. Just to avoid shit like this if I become big enough. <sighs> God damn. That sucks, I, uh, yeah, that sucks. But, um, yeah, that's, that's all I really got, it's just those three articles for, um, for this. I felt the need in order to read that Netflix Squid Game thing, because again, overnight success, fuck it, but also a fellow streamer is getting hurt as a result. I don't know how much my little podcast can do but if you are listening to this podcast, you're aware of the situation, maybe you're not aware of the situation, now you are, and you have anything which could potentially help her if her lawyers aren't already advising her, you know, email me. Talk to me. Email the podcast, fsofpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, or just talk to me more about potential legal paths that she may be able to do. Because I know nothing about this. I can just feel, sense, and read the the frustration and the injustice of this entire thing. What are her legal rights? What can she do? Can she copyright her name right now? Or has Netflix already done so because of this show? (sighs) Yeah, it's not right. Also, what the hell with those potential jobs and sponsors, assuming that she's associated with the game, uh, with the show, rather than it being her own brand? Those type of assumptions are not good to have with these, uh, with with work, with sponsors. And I can understand some sponsors being hesitant of me. Fapism, fap, you know, the meme of male masturbation. Like, yeah, I get it. But also, that is not my association. That is not what fap means. Fap are my initials. It is me. Fapism is me-ism. Myself-ism. Just as her. Squid Game. It was a nonsensical name. Great. Do it. Anyway, uh, that's all I got. That's all I got for the podcast. Uh, So, I'll be back next week. What is next week? Next week will be the 12th, which I will be again advertising the Shelby's Bloodborne Rebloodening Challenge the next day. Saturday the 13th 9 a.m. Eastern Time at this Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash FapismPlays. Uh, of course, um, this podcast live streams here on Twitch at FapismPlays, Plays, but then it will be found on YouTube later this evening at FapismPlays Plays, as well as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast with your host, Frank Pador me so thank you for listening thank you for your follows and your support and this and that all the articles which i've read will also be associated and linked within the descriptions of all those platforms so you can read along and see exactly what i'm reading and sourcing because sourcing is important please do it more anyway thank you Take care of yourselves. Remember to keep practicing no matter what it is, so long it doesn't hurt you or anyone else. And as I was speaking about earlier in the podcast, I'm going to practice honing in my interests as a musician, honing in my interests as an actor. And while this job is a great temporary means, it is exactly that. A temporary means before I do what makes me happy. And you need to do the same. Do what makes you happy, so long it doesn't hurt you or, or anyone else. Alright? Great. Take care of yourselves. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next week, and um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Take care. Good night. Have a good week. Au revoir. Au revoir.